everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Johnston, three-time gold medalist for Team Canada, as we talk all about her career, her favorite gold medal, and how player development camp with the Calgary Flames went. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's very special episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for hanging out with us. You can follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. And you can find the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Audible, free on YouTube as well. Join the conversation in the live chat below. Let's talk some hockey and let's jump right into this interview. Rebecca, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. This is uh, very exciting. Um, a lot of people are messaging me about this interview and saying, you know, it's great to have a Sudbury legend on the pod. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So figured we could go all the way back in time and, you know, talk about, you know, what got you into hockey, a little bit about yourself and, you know, what was it like growing up in Canada playing hockey? Yeah, I think, um, well, for me, first off, I'm from from Sudbury, Ontario, and I grew up in a very large family, so I have five siblings. We all played hockey. We all played, actually, a bunch of different sports, Um, but hockey was kind of the main sport uh, in my family. My dad played, so that's how I started. That's how I got into it. I had two older sisters and an older brother that were playing at the time when I started. And so I just, you know, always looked up to my older siblings and wanted to be like them. So I started to play and, and fell in love with the game. And um, obviously Canada hockey is a huge sport, um, a lot of support and um, you know, it's, it's, it's all you really, you really do in Canada is like in the winter time is just go out in the outdoor rink. And that's kind of how I started playing is playing in the outdoor rink uh, with my siblings. And that's when the true passion began. That's awesome. How old were you when you realized, you know, oh, this could be something a little bit bigger than just playing, you know, locally? Yeah, I started playing when I was four um, and I played on the same team as my older, two older sisters and older brothers. So there's quite a a big age gap. So I did a lot of skating around. I learned how to skate, I guess, because I didn't touch the puck a whole lot, but I was, I was having fun and skating around just being with everybody. And that's, um, you know, the first part of, you know, when, when I really realized that I, I do love playing as, as a young kid. And so from then on out, I, I started playing. Um, I played guys hockey growing up and then switched over to girls in high school and um, then ended up at Cornell University. So that's kind of a little bit of, of how I started, but I started at age four. That's yeah, that's, that's really young. You know, I think if you talk to most four-year-olds, they're putting like the blocks in the sheet and lining things up and, you know, learning maybe to write their name, but um, learning to skate and all that is also a very useful skill for you. Obviously it's blossomed into a lot more than that. Um, And you talked about Cornell. 
that's in New York. So how far is that from uh, where you grew up and why did you choose Cornell? Yeah, it's only about, it's about like eight hour drive from Sudbury. Um, it's not too far from the border. And so, I mean, I have two older sisters that played hockey at university as well. So my oldest sister went to Harvard and then my other one went to Cornell. And so for me, I, I mean, growing up, I played boys hockey um, and kind of my goal growing up was to, to make it to the NHL one day. And um, so for, for me, I wasn't too familiar with going to school or scholarships or anything like that until my sisters went. And, um, and then I really, you know, buckled down, tried to focus on, on school, my grades. I mean, growing up, my parents were always um, hard on all of us and wanted to make sure that we were getting good grades and school was number one before sports. So that was always instilled in us. And so for me, I knew I wanted to go to Harvard or Cornell. So I was just picking between the two and my sisters were fighting over trying to persuade me to go to their school. And, um, but Cornell just seemed to, to fit well, um, really liked the coach and where he was taking the team, um, Doug Darrow and uh, the Cornell campus is just beautiful and obviously both great academic schools. So um, I knew I wanted to go to Ivy League. And uh, so Cornell, I think just, just fit with my type of lifestyle better. And I you mean had the best four years of my life there. So it was, it was a great school and um, loved playing for uh, Cornell Big Red. Yeah, and you know, you have a very impressive resume from Cornell and you were the first player to be named ECAC hockey and receive a first team ECAC hockey, sorry, and receive rookie of the year honors unanimously. What was that like? Like, because you had to be what, 18 years old around that time? And so yeah, I think, I think at that time, like Cornell was, was definitely re rebuilding. I, I, my first year, um, I think the year before I went there, they won four, four or five games. And uh, this new coach was, was definitely transitioning and, and getting some good players. And um, so first year, I, you know, it was definitely a learning curve for me. I mean, I always uh, grew up at home. Like I was always with my parents. They, I've always had that guidance and then going off to university yeah. and being on your own and having to learn that you need to go to class and you need to do all this um, can't slack and you need to prioritize your time because being a varsity athlete is challenging with just lack of, of time because you're so committed to training and being on the ice as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so I was, I was obviously proud of, of what I'd accomplished my first year. And I think every year just continued to improve and I continue to get better and um, you know, juggle being a student athlete as well. And, um, but also, you know, really focusing on hockey and trying to in improve every year. And I think I really grew as a person and a player. That, that is a lot. I mean, it's a lot to go away to school, even if you're just doing academics, but to learn to balance, you know, the culture shock with varsity sports and the social aspect and academics, you know, you really have to have it figured out. So that's, that's impressive <laughs> on top of everything else. All right, everyone, I hope that you are enjoying the episode and the interview so far. But before we get too much further into this, let's just take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. And that sponsor is Bet Online. As always, please gamble responsibly when 
you are using BetOnline, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, and golf. BetOnline continues to be your top source, your top online resource for all the sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. And you know, you know that BetOnline has you covered, and I would never steer you in the wrong direction. BetOnline, where the game starts. Championships. What was that like? Did you were you playing while in college, um, or was that post? academia yeah so I started playing on the national team I made my first team when I was still in high school in grade 12 um I was an alternate for that world championship team in 2007 so that was my first experience with the national team and um I had gone to a few like conditioning camps before that when I was younger but um that was kind of the the big step for me um they wanted to get me some experience and, and just be there. So I, I actually ended up missing a lot of school for grade 12. Um, and then from then on out, I had made the team. So 2008, my first year of university, I made the world championship team. So I, I mean, you, every sem- semester you miss like at least a, a month of school. So it, it was really challenging. Yeah. Like I was for world championships, you're gone for about three and a half weeks to a month almost. Um, so I really needed to make sure I was on top of school and, and also being able to, to be in the present and, and focusing on hockey when I'm there. And um, so that was challenging. And, and again, it was, it was every year that I, I had to miss school and, and try to focus on both things being a Cornell competing with, um, you know, the Cornell team as well as the national team. So having those commitments, it was a huge sacrifice. I mean, I had to sacrifice a lot socially and, um, but obviously well worth it. And, and, after my second year, um, after my sophomore year, I had to, I centralized with the national team. So I took a year off. Um, so I didn't go back to Cornell until mm-hmm. the following year. So I had a year off with the national team and ended up making that Olympic team in 2010, which um, kind of boosted, started my career off. And because and, obviously my ultimate goal is to make that Olympic team. So that was a dream come true. And um then was able to go back to Cornell the last two years after that Olympic year. Yeah. And what was it like playing in the Olympics overall, like your experience, the routine, playing with other uh, women who, you know, are there representing Canada? I mean, to play again, like my goal ever since the 2002 Olympics, seeing that Canadian um, men and women both win a gold medal in Salt Lake City was uh, you know, kind of the, the time where I truly wanted to play for the national team and, and win a gold medal for my country. And um, so that's when the goal had started. And that's kind of when I realized that, oh, there are other things that I can accomplish with hockey. And I didn't realize that a lot of girls did play hockey. I mean, I grew up in a small town or a small city and, and there wasn't a lot of girls playing hockey at the time. Um, so it was, it was definitely a dream come true making that 2010 team and playing with all these amazing players that you um, grew up watching on TV, Haley Wickenheiser, Carol Millette, Jaina Heffer, all these players that um, are huge role models for me. And um, I was able to play on 
their their team and and be able to to um, learn and grow and and learn from from all of these amazing players and so it's it's a remarkable year you really grow like I grew so much as a, as a player I learned so much and and after that year of just you know you're with these amazing players all year round um, competing and trying to win a gold medal. So you really grow as a person and, and as a hockey player. So it was pretty remarkable to, to be with, surrounded by so many outstanding um, role models for me. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, with a lot of, um, you know, at least this past year, there were talks of the NHL going to the Olympics. And then obviously that didn't happen, but players just kept saying how, like what an honor it would be to play for your country, to represent your country. And, you know, I think that that's an incredible goal to have for, you know, when, like you said, you were young watching them win the gold. So it's just, it's incredible. I don't know. I'm not athletic in the slightest, which is why I host a podcast. So, you know, it's, uh, it's incredible to watch. Um, and you also had your, uh, you did it, did some time with the CWHL. What was that like? And before the unfortunate folding of the league? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely an adjustment, leave, like, you know, graduating from college. You're so uh, spoiled when you're, when you're in college, like you have everything you need, like ice times every day, whenever you want to go on the ice. And like, I mean, if you need tutors, if you, you have a trainer, you have like grade eight facilities to train at and, um, and then just great players to play with. And so, you know, I having to transition in, into like after college and playing in the CWHL where, you know, your ice times were to like later 9.30 at night. And when I, my first year in Toronto, when we were, when I played in Toronto for a year, it was, um, like, it's just challenging. It's a lot, it's always a lot different, but at the same time, it was, it was, it was really cool experience as well. Like I was playing with a lot of national team players played in that league. And um, so I was playing a lot against a lot of like, even US players played in that league as well. And so um, the competition was great. And, um, and then you learn to just do things on your own and have to figure it out. Like you, you go to a trainer, Hockey Canada is great if you're part of the program um, because they set up ice and, and for us to skate as well. Mm -hmm. And like you have a trainer and, and, and a gym and you're able to go and train, but um it just wasn't as easy as, as college where everything was kind of in the same facility and everything. So, um, but it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. I, I transitioned from Toronto after my first year in Toronto, I, uh, it was another centralization year. And then it ended up after that staying in Calgary, um, after centralization and, uh, haven't moved since. Cause I just, I love it out here. I love the mountains and, um, the Calgary Inferno was an, an awesome team was able to win a couple of Clarkson cups with them. So that was pretty special as well. Yeah. That I've everybody who has moved to Calgary and that stayed there has always said the same thing. Like it's an unreal experience just being in like the beautiful mountains and the scenery and everything. And I'm jealous, but you know, there, I, I live in upstate New York. So like I have the Adirondacks, but they're, they don't compare to the pictures I see from Calgary, but yeah. it's still something. Um, yeah. And you did, or you're still playing with the PWHPA. How is that? What's that like? And I've seen some rumors of a permanent team. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but 
a permanent team in Calgary for, you know, women's league? Yeah. So I think a lot is, is kind of up in the, I still don't really know a whole lot to be honest. Um, but we're definitely working hard towards creating a sustainable league that will last. So we don't have to deal with another folding, um, like the CWHL. We want something that is sustainable and, um, and something that, you know, girls could aspire to play in one day. And, and, um, because I was like growing up for me, I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to, to see like women play on TV or, or women play anywhere around me. Like I couldn't travel to see a game or anything like that. And, and so it would be great to, to have this league and be able to, and just for girls that are younger girls that can actually have access to watching us play um, and just have role models. And, and it's, it's always great to have um, to be aspire to play somewhere or have goals and dreams. And um, so I'm hoping this league uh, will help with that. And, and I think we are in the right direction and we're getting closer and closer. Um, so I think we'll hear more soon in the next a uh, couple months for sure, but uh, we're just trying to get organized here. And there's def- there's a training group here right now in Calgary, which is nice. So we can train here together and um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the rest goes, but I, I do see the progress and um, hopeful for women's hockey in the future for sure. That's so exciting. And, you know, it's about leaving the sport better than you found it. And, you know, like you said, if you you want the younger girls who are growing up now to have something to look up to and to be able to turn on TV and be able to say, that's what I want to do, or that's who I want to model my game after. And, and we are going to take our final break here before we wrap up the interview with the most exciting Locked on Flames guest we've probably ever had and will ever have. Speaking of, you know, developing the game and developing uh, as a player, um, what was your experience like coaching uh, the Calgary Flames development camp? Yeah, it was an awesome experience. I mean, I never really saw myself, um, you know, on that side of things. Obviously, as a player, um, it's a lot different. Like you're on the ice and you're, you're focused and you're competing and you're trying to get better. Uh, and then on the other side of things, it's, it's now trying to help and other players improve and, um, and on that coaching side of things, it was, it was definitely a new experience, but, but also really exciting and a a great experience for me. And I learned a lot throughout the week and I'm very thankful for the opportunity that Flames gave me, uh, to just take, be a part of it. Um, it was a great learning experience for me. How did it come about? Did you get a call from Brad Tree Living? Did someone from the coaching staff call you? Yeah, like I, I talked with Brad Tree Living, um, and he had mentioned this opportunity to and asked if I would be interested. And so I um, obviously jumped on it and was was thrilled to have that experience. And um, and then I'll then talk with Ray Edwards a lot uh, as head of development and. Um, he was kind of the person, the, the go-to person that I had, had dealt with, but he's, uh, it was, it was great. I mean, um, never thought I'd have that experience. So it was, it was awesome to take part in that and just see how, how, you know, the NHL side works, how the flames work and like what, what things they're teaching, um, their prospects and, and how 
to become, you know, that overall professional uh, player that they want to see in, in years to come. And so it was really, it was really cool to see like how they do things and um, what they're teaching them and all that. So, yeah. Do you, you know, down the road, do you see yourself kind of maybe going back to a role like that full time or, you know, um, whether it be coaching or player development? Yeah, I, I think I did enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would, which was, which is really great. So, um, I know coaching is not, I don't really want to coach. Like I don't want to coach a team, mm-hmm. um, but definitely skill development, like trying to help players, um, being able to pick out skills and, and seeing it on video and helping. I think, um, I've learned a lot throughout my career. So I feel like I can, I can definitely have some insight on, on that and um, definitely something of interest right now. And so we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, um, but was really excited for that opportunity. And um, I was pleasantly surprised how much I did enjoy it, which was great. That's awesome. And what, what stood out to you? Did any specific players stand out or like, the speed or any of their talent, anything like that? Yeah, there are definitely some, some great players there. And uh, I know it's kind of like an awkward time um, because they had a lot of people, a lot of the players didn't skate a whole lot leading up um, because they're obviously a lot of, some of them just finished their, their seasons about three, three month three weeks ago to a month. So um, you have like, after a long season, you need to take some time off. So it was a, it was an interesting time, um, for them, but it, it also was just more of a time to get them on the ice and just kind of see their general skills set and, um, and a lot of learning off the ice, like a lot of focus was off the ice and, and trying to, um, you know, teach them how, what, what's important to be, to become a professional athlete. Like what are the important things that you need to focus on, like nutrition, sleep, um, you know, media like how how we deal with social media and media and um so just a lot of learning tools for them to take away and, and try to continue to to work on throughout their career and whatever, wherever they're playing um this coming season and uh so it was a really cool experience and and the guys were were very talented it was fast paced um kind of what i expected it to be it was it was a great camp overall that's awesome and before we wrap this up, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite gold medal and why? Yeah, I get this question a lot and it's, it's like hard to answer because I, I do in like two of them, well, like three of them are, are like, so I have three and they're all pretty, pretty special. I mean, my first one making the team when I was, um, young like 20 20 years old and uh so my first olympics it was special it was also in canada and vancouver so uh, that was also really special to be able to play in front of a home crowd and i had 10 family members there so that was that was probably the most special because it was just my first you know first olympics and it's when my dreams came true and um and i finally you know made it and uh and just seeing the emotion on my parents' face, because obviously like my parents are a huge part of my success and they've sacrificed so much, um, for me. So it's just, yeah, like it's, it's, it's great to be able to share that experience with them. So that that was really special 2010. And then 2014 was just the way we won. Um, I don't know if 
if you remember, but we were down two goals, three yeah. minutes left and we tied it up and then won in overtime and the puck hit the post and all this stuff. So, uh, so that was like just the way our team came together and, and, um, you know, battled through and believed in, in one another. And we had, we really had a tough year leading up to that and, uh, lost, I don't even, I can't even remember how many games in a row we lost to the States, but it was quite a bit leading up to the Olympics. And so, being able to turn that around and we got a new coach a month before the Olympics. So there was just a lot of adversity that we had to deal with as a team. And so that was probably like my most proudest moment of, of you know, co coming back and, and being united as, as one team and believing in one another. Mm -hmm. um, it was a pretty special win. And then, and then the most recent one is just like, it, it was just such a tough year in general, like, like with COVID and, yeah. Uh, a lot of stresses and, and unknowns and change the plans changed every day. Almost you had to just go with the flow and just, um, the, just, we dealt with so much adversity. It was insane. Like a lot of world championships being canceled leading up to that. And, um, so there's so, there was a lot that had happened and, um, a lot of like bubbling and having to be stuck in a hotel and trying to just like work out and with minimal equipment and being stuck back in a room and, and all that stuff so that we didn't get COVID and we were healthy and leading up going to the Olympics. And so it was a really challenging year, a lot year for, for everybody. And um, so to be able to win the way we did and, and have like an outstanding tournament was, was pretty special. So I honestly don't even, I can't even tell you which one, which one, because <laughs> they're like different reasons of why they're so special. Right. And yeah. Uh, but I guess if I had to go with one, it would, it would just be my my first one because it's you know yeah, that's, that's fair so yeah well thank you so much for hanging out with me today i greatly appreciate it um where can people find and follow you to see what you're up to in the game growing the game yeah well i'm on twitter and and instagram i don't have tiktok yet uh <laughs> But yeah, my handles are just R Johns six. So Perfect. for both. Yeah. So hopefully this upcoming uh, fall will be good to you. And do you have any plans? Are you gonna go back to the PW? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I'm kind of taking it day by day. I honestly have had a, a great break after uh, the Olympics and, and trying to figure out my next steps and my next move. and um still love the game and so we'll, we'll see what happens I, I'm I'm trying to figure out a little bit I have a little bit of some back issues and stuff but um no it's been it's been a great summer so far and I'm just honestly trying to take it day by day and then we'll see how it goes from there well best of luck to you I greatly appreciate you joining me and hopefully we can chat again soon